Mic check, one, two, one, two. Back again live after we, I think we missed an episode last week. Is that right, Kevin? We did, we did. We, we fucked up, we missed an episode. <laughs> I moved to a new place that we're recording in right now. All this money got right. you the new mansion. Yeah. So that's what you're getting, this great acoustics of this room we have just for... It's, yeah, this is our <laughs> private studio. There's a little bit of an echo. It's a 10,000 square foot mansion. <laughs> yeah, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> but we're back at it. Can't stop, won't stop. Exactly. Um, what are we talking about? Oh, we had, so my boy, Jason Cook, out at uh, X Conditioning in BC, posted something, he tagged me in it. It was a quote. He was talking about strength coaches and not being strong. I'm going to read it here. He said, why aren't more strength coaches actually strong? A training-related degree is cool, and I'm always about ongoing education, but all these head coaches running programs played their game at a higher level and didn't go to school for it. And then their strength coach is some dweeb with no real experience and just some book smarts. Why do programs value playing experience for head coaches but not strength coaches? And you spent some time in the in the college ranks, so why don't you go ahead and field that one? How do what's your opinion on this? Okay, I could not agree more. Um, It's 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 an awesome thing. Like I when we had a coach, as I had a coach who literally used to train literally like crazy every single day he was in the gym he he looked like he's ripped and he's telling you to like be in the gym do everything you need to do eat right and you're like yeah wait of course i'm gonna listen to you and then we have like an older coach and even he is like buying he bought battle ropes and he's doing battle ropes literally outside his office because the dude is like literally living work like he just steps out of his office he's like i can get a little bit of this in and i can run around the field twice come up to my office have the shower and the thing and go like that's commitment. And that commitment drives you because I had the example of before, um, Joey took over, uh, all the kind of sports. They, uh, had a trainer, um, at the UO and he was like some literal, like exactly what you say. Like he was some dweeb. He was this weird nerdy guy. And he is training, he was training the female uh, soccer team, and they're uh, like provincial, like uh, not provincial, like they're Canada wide, like they've yeah. won nationals. Yeah. And this dude is telling him what a twenty-five pound weight is. What a like literally <laughs> talking to the most like I'm like you know these are university athletes. I'm pretty sure they've been in the gym once <laughs> in their life. Yeah. And like I'm like like what gave this dude the quality of, like the qualifications to do it, like. Like, this is a 25 pound. The one that says 25 is 25 pounds. I'm like, they're in university and they're athletes. I'm they, pretty sure they've they done it before. It. And like a team that's won nationals, I'm pretty sure they've been in the gym, but they just never had a trainer for the program, which is yeah. crazy. No, it boggles me, man. I see I see it a lot with like uh, college strength coaches and head football coaches. And they're like, they're these big fat fucks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that buddy guy off Last Chance U. Yeah. That fucking turd that was out of breath from driving. Oh, man. <laughs> and he's, like, screaming making them run gassers if they're late for practice and shit. Yeah. I don't know how you hold a standard, you know, as a as a gym, it was something I really struggled with when I walked away from powerlifting, is how do we maintain this, this atmosphere without me kind of being at the helm of it. Yeah. You know, luckily we've been able to. Um, but it's not, like, you You can't never train. You know what I mean? Like, you yes. gotta you gotta live it a little bit. <laughs> just, fucking, just a little bit, you know, right? It's, I don't train nearly as much as I used to, but I, I get in the gym and I get after it. Yeah. You and know, at least a couple times a week. Exactly. And the guys who see you do it, who are like, yeah, like, I know, like, this dude is committed as well. Like, even though they see you running this business all the time, 
when they when you get like a glimpse of you getting your work in, yeah. you can't help but be like, let's go. Like I, I've always had my best workouts whenever I was training with someone. So like when we were training together, every single one of my workouts were like one after the other bangers because yeah. you would push. I think I would push to try to keep up. You know what I mean? Like there was always this dynamic of work, 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 yeah. you know? And then you earn the respect of your athletes or your players, yes. whatever, whatever they are to you, you know? Yeah, 100%. And I think, yeah, I think it's, there's an authenticity to it. You know what I mean? It's, it's definitely, and there's something to be said for one of the things that as, as a strength coach, I wouldn't be confident telling a professional athlete to do something if I didn't know how it felt to do it. You know what I mean? Like we yes. did, we did max effort deadlifts with Ty Henry today. His first max effort day in the gym uh, for for deadlifts at least. And it's like you know we're we're talking about where where to go with weight and what to load up. The only reason that I feel comfortable doing this with someone whose income is dependent on their performance is because yeah. I know exactly how this weight feels in your hands. Yeah. You know I saw how you did that last rep, and I know how that next weight is gonna feel. So I'm confident in my decision making ability to to work you up to this. Yes. If you're not fucking strong. How like I I'm, I'm not as strong as I used to be right now. Yeah. But I'm I'm been under 900 pounds. I've been under yeah. more weight than my athletes will ever be under. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think you absolutely have to if you're gonna ask these guys to crawl under six seven hundred pound squats. You had to have been under there. You've got to keep them safe. Yeah. You got to understand how that bar is gonna roll. You've got to know every everything that's gonna happen. That's 100 you know? percent fair. And uh, it's like, uh, it's like I think even when um like when I was coaching. I feel like also another part of it is like when you're training and you're like, hey, get in the gym and they see you in shape and ready to go. You, I, I got even more out of my players because they're like looking at me and they're like, man, like dude's ready to go. Like he could play right now. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, I may, I may have been like out of the playing maybe like a year. So like I, be, I look like, you know, more of an athlete, but they see and they're like, yeah, number one, there's a respect because number one, I played in the university level. And number two, it's like, I'm still training all the time. And I go, Hey, get in the gym. They go, yeah. Cause you're in the gym. I get why you're telling me to do it. Like, why are you, why is my coach outworking me? Yeah. Like you can't help, but get a little bit more out of your players. Yeah, for sure. And I, I talked to Jason after this, we were kind of DMing back and forth about this post and he was, I guess he was training a pro baseball player and he got sort of the same response that I get with most of the, the athletes that come through my door when they're like, after their first session or their first couple sessions, the reaction is always like, this is how athletes are supposed to train. This is how I should feel after a workout. 100%. And Jason's like, yeah, this is like, this is what we do. You know, like this is how athletes <laughs> should train. Course. And the guy's like, yeah, this is what my coach has me doing it. Da, 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 you know? And, and Jason's like, is your coach like a pencil neck nerd? Never lifted a weight in his life. And the guy's like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's crazy. Cause that guy's, you know, he's a professional baseball player. Someone's paying him, a lot of money to play baseball. Yeah, you know, but, but they they trust him to a nerd who has a, <laughs> a lot of name, lot, lot of letters after his name. Yeah, you know what I mean. But you haven't been in the trenches. You don't exactly. know exactly. And it's like you even when you talk about like we talk about uh, just us. Jeff Jeff is in the gym constantly. Yeah, and he's like he's a chiropractor who deals with. Uh, he was dealing with Team Canada in yeah. a lot of aspects. Yeah. So so like you you like you have to be. You have to understand your body to understand a little bit about someone else's body. Yeah, and he's covered all ends of the spectrum because oh. he he's competed in Ironman and in powerlifting exactly. and Olympic lifting. Yeah, you know he's he's done strength sports, endurance sport, and everything in between. That's why that's 
my guy. That's yeah. who I send. You know, you, any sports related injury, that's who I'm sending. That's who I refer to. Exactly. You know I mean? Like it's like he, I mean, he's worked through you know nagging injuries. He's worked through you know rough things. So it's like, of course, he knows kind of a little bit more. Like when you played for a long time in a sport, or if you've done a sport for a long, like what in, in any capacity really, like when someone goes this and you go you're like I've, I've done it like I've, I've been yeah. in that situation yeah. yeah I see what you're saying like it makes sense on paper but if you try something here all of a sudden you realize like oh like that little bit of playing gives you a little yeah. more and how many how many times did I see you working with DBs and you'd say you know this is the way you're supposed to do it but really it's easier if you turn this way yeah exactly. you know what I mean like that those are things you don't realize unless you unless you coach well, 100% you know? and, and it's as simple as like we're ter- every there's every coach who's like, oh, I really like my DBs to turn outside, and you're like, yeah, cool, but like, what happens if they have to turn inside? Are they comfortable doing it? Yeah. Like, well, no, I want them to turn outside. Well, like, every situation isn't perfect on paper. Yeah. So we deal with every situation. We have guys just simulate a ball coming in and trying to catch over the shoulder, trying to catch low, trying to catch high, and just to split their hands and look back and see what it feels like to look back for the ball. Yeah. You know, and it's like. Those little things are things you don't think about because you're like, I always want them to turn this way. Like, because yeah. I was I was that coach. Like, it was that simple. It makes sense. Like, I'm coaching them to do this thing. Yeah. But, like, what happens when the shit hits the fan? And it's not something you can, even if you have the knowledge, it's not something you can put into a book. That's something yeah. I'm realizing, too, is I do these Instagram question sticker you know, and it's more of a, I, I struggle with being brief with answers. I'm long-winded and yeah. I want to explain every variable and then come to realize like I, there's so many different angles I want to attack this from because it's always in a, it depends situation, Yeah. but I can't because I only have one Instagram story page to fit it on. You know what I mean? Right. So I can't relay all the information that I have and knowledge I have from my experience under the bar, Yeah. you know? So even if, you know, Louis writes a ton of books, but Louis can't relay all his information in a book. That's why it's crucial for you to take your knowledge and get under a bar with it. Yeah. Get in some semblance of shape. You don't have to be as good as a D1 athlete to coach him, but you got to be in the gym. You got to be pushing. You got to be working. Yeah, you, you have know? to be doing the work. And you have to be also not just, uh, you know, uh, pushing yourself physically, but also mentally. Yeah. Like, you have to be focusing on the game. Like, it's like if you have the talent to play, like, if you just woke up one day and you have the talent to be a starter uh, at, like, this level, and then when you made it this age, you have a start, the, the talent level to be a starter here, and you've always started, and you just were a starter. Even if you didn't try, you were always a starter. Yeah. You, you're really not going to have much to say, because that's why not every player is a coach. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. it's the guys who maybe struggled a little bit who would be your best coach, because they had to find every trick in the book to succeed to make it to where they are. Yeah, that's true for strength coaches too because the guys that have to grind their ass off in the gym yeah. end up making the best strength coaches after football's done. Maybe exactly. not the most genetically gifted guy, but he loved the gym and he lived in there. Exactly. You know, or she, and that's what they end up doing with, with their life. Is oh, 100%. A and, it, and it's even, uh, it's crazy when you find that one person who literally is the student and the athlete at the same time. Like that's that <laughs> like magic. Ty. That's what Ty is right now. He's playing professional football. He's leaving in five weeks now to go intern at Georgia as a strength coach, which is an incredible opportunity. Wow. 
Um, but yeah, he's just, he's FRC certified. He he has some clients on the go, and he just plays professional football on the side. Yeah, <laughs> like, sweet, that's cool. Like I'm I'm busy too. But. <laughs> right, it's literally that. Like Tyler Henry, when I, when I first started playing with him, I was he I noticed he was different because he's so cerebral. Yeah, like he want you could tell that he wanted to know more than what was being told to him. Yeah, and now kind of seeing who he is now as a player it only makes sense yeah like is he it was he's unbelievably athletically gifted but very very cerebral yeah yeah my advice to anybody that's going to work with ty is you got you better know your shit because he's going to expose you if you don't right and he's that's great i love it i'll always just like i think the athlete has a right to know what yeah. we're doing and if they're interested like he is i'll i explain and we conversate and he's actually i've already in in the week and a bit i've worked with him we've already learned some things mutually and adjusted things in training you know yeah. what i mean so that's that's a great opportunity to grow but yeah i'm never above justifying it and i love when athletes take that interest in in their performance as long as it's genuine don't just yeah. be an asshole you yeah know what don't i mean be the guy who's like oh. you don't need to question everything i did yes yeah. i did squat 900 pounds i know strength <laughs> like, this, right. like, this oh, isn't you... new to me yeah well like yeah. why would you even do this you know like i used to do this don't be like that but like ask really wanting to know the answer you know because yeah. w- what you'll find is that you'll get some information that you may not have got if you never asked a question if you were just like yes sir yes sir yes sir and did everything yes you're gonna you're gonna get strong of course yeah. but there is something more when you're like yeah like i'm i starting to understand why you do what you do but like why exactly do you do it and i think when we had rob Payne on he was the same way yeah you know um he, he said he was always asking uh, our coach at the University of Ottawa, like, what? Yeah, like, what, like why do you blitz? Till, why do you do this? Till he kicked why? him out. He's exactly. like, you know why, get out. <laughs> Literally, it was like, it's, it's the same thing with me when I was at the University of Ottawa when our new defensive coordinator came in. I was the only person who was literally there every single day when um, on our work study after I got it. I even got it, like, I had a shortened period of it. I was there for the most hours after the first week. Yeah. Like, I was like, okay, and it was literally just breaking down film one after the other. Is it this? Is it that? What's this? What's that? And I was just like, hey, like, why is it this? Why do you call it that? Why do you do this? Why do you do that? And he hated me, but <laughs> <laughs> he was like, he still, like, he, he respected that I did bug him. Yeah. You know, because it was a real question. It wasn't just like, why? You know what I mean? It was like, why do you call it that? Like, I see what you're saying, but like, give me why. And it was like trying to understand his thinking process, which is crazy because he's a crazy intelligent dude. He just happens to do football. His brother is a, like professor. At, it was a professor went to like Georgetown, like genius dude. Like they're both the same, just one with football, one with school. Yeah. Two different. Like it was just so hard to comprehend him. Yeah. But you just had to keep asking questions. Well, that's the key. Let's talk about stupid questions, though. Yeah, let's Because those to... exist. <laughs> they do, they do. I shouldn't even, I shouldn't say stupid questions because they come no. from young kids who yeah. genuinely want to know. But the answer is always going to be the same, and I feel like a cop-out when I answer it. Yeah. And the question I always get, inevitably, is what do I need to do in my training to become a better fill-in-the-blank? Quarterback, yeah. linebacker, goalie, uh, you know, point pitchers. guard, pitcher, whatever. What do I need to do to become a better that? And the answer is always and will always be become a better athlete. Yeah. That's the only thing you have to do in training. Yeah. 
You know, if you want to talk sports specific skill and get with a sports specific coach, okay, but I can't help you with that. I can't teach yeah. you how to throw a baseball better. Oh, I can't yeah. teach you how to catch a football better. I can teach you where your body is in time and space better. I can make you jump higher and run faster and, you know, exert more force when you do need to exert force. Exactly. But I can't make you a better quarterback. That's that's up to your coach. Yeah. You and know what I mean? As a coach who, uh, I mean, who's dealt with athletes as a player who um, had to, like, who probably specialized too fast, the one thing I noticed as a coach is the kids who played absolutely everything. Yeah. Like, literally could walk onto the field the first day, and I'd be like, okay, hey, this is what we're doing for a backpedal. Yeah. Like, you may not start day one. Maybe you will, depending on how athletic you are. Yeah. But, like, you walk onto the field, and you can run, you can jump, you can fall, you can catch, you can... Uh, do a push-up you exactly, can yeah. yeah you can you know what i mean you can do all these things and then when from there it's how much information you can slam into your brain after that yeah so if you're a kid like if you're 14 15 13 10 and you're listening to this for 10 good on you <laughs> like <laughs> dedicated there, <laughs> like there's um like literally play every single sport like crazy until you are uh, yeah college yeah like, don't. <laughs> like, it's, it's gonna differ from sport to sport and yeah. kid to kid but like play multiple sports till college yeah you know? like put in all that time play all those but sports. it's got to be multiple sports it's not multiple seasons don't yes. be a fucking idiot yes exactly. you don't get to play four baseball seasons a year exactly you know you have to play different sports exactly do a little bjj do a little like do some fun things, play some basketball in the summer. Like yeah, jump in and, and summer then don't league. even play organized sports. Go yeah. with your friends and play basketball. Exactly. Go play flag football. You know what I mean? Go out and have some fun, and you realize that there is the best thing for you. It absolutely is, because you know why? You know what makes you a better athlete? The the key to become a better athlete is skill acquisition. Yep. And the only way to acquire skill is to give your body stimulus to learn that skill with. You exactly. Know what I mean? Your body's not going to learn how to backpedal if you don't ever need to backpedal. Yeah. So get in a sport where it's required. I mean, I mean, it's it's awesome whenever you talk about like simple things like putting your shoulder into a stable position and things like that. But like, if you were to tell someone to do it, it doesn't work. But if you tell someone to do a cartwheel, you could win overhead yeah. in a stable position because that's how you do a cartwheel. Yeah, and no, no twelve-year-old kid wants to hear about what a stable shoulder position is. But when you tell an old lineman to punch with his thumbs up. A, so he can grab the pad, but B, because that's also a stable shoulder position. Yeah. He doesn't, he or she doesn't know that. They don't have to understand that as long as they execute it. 100%. You know what I mean? But that's a skill that you're acquiring. So now you come into the gym, and I don't have to teach you how to generate torque off something. It's just an automatic, you know what I mean? You yeah. just you just do it instinctually. And then we really, you know, if, if I do have to teach you it in the gym, that's fine. That's what the gym is for as well. Yeah. But it's really, I want to get it to the point where, like, I tell my kids, like, when you grab a shopping cart, I want you to snap the handle in half. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I want you to generate torque off everything you grab. I want you to screw your hips in the ground and be ready to kill someone at any moment. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Always be ready. Your combat stance should be your everyday stance. Yeah. You know? But, uh, yeah, no, we're getting off the point. Play sports. That's that's the key. Become yeah. a better athlete. Yeah. Work out. You know, if you're in that 12 to 18-year-old range and you're playing multiple sports, yeah. you know, get two or, two or three training sessions in a week. You know, two if you're younger, three to four if you're high school age. You know, keeping it keeping it light, at least one of those being a recovery session. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> but, yeah, just get in the gym, become a better athlete. 
and let the rest of the shit figure itself out. Hundred percent. It's it's as simple as that. Like, don't overthink it. You'll be amazed at what can happen. <laughs> how much sports will open up for you when you can jump on a sixty-inch box? Like how, like, how much that'll translate to every single sport? hundred percent. Like, you if you can I mean? jump through the roof, like, why, like, why not? Like, keep working on being you, and you'll find that you'll succeed in being a football player. If you're the best you, you can be the best football player you can be. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, just just play other sports and stop asking me about uh, about becoming a better quarterback. I don't <laughs> throw it better. I guess I don't know, man. Just fucking do a cartwheel. <laughs> if you can do a cartwheel, you're a hundred percent a better player than the dude who cannot do a cartwheel. You'd be amazed how many professional <laughs> athletes can't do cartwheels. Really? Be amazed. I mean, it's either they either can or they can't. That's yeah. the thing. There's no, with the kids, there's in between. There's yes. baby cartwheels. And with the pros, it's either nope, nope or not it's a beautiful that. thing. No. You know what I mean? And it's, yeah, and it's it's a conversation I had with Jeff about it when we first integrated that warm-up. And it, I was sort of like, so if I have an older athlete, you know, and say they can't do a somersault, is it worth really trying to get them into that archetype and teaching them that movement? Yeah. And his answer was basically no. Like, if, if it's an older athlete and they don't have that, then they don't have it and they're not going to gain it. You know, you're really? sort of, you're, you're screwed. That's that's another reason and another, uh, this is another reason why you should be playing other sports yeah. growing up. Yeah. You know, because it is too late to acquire skill at a certain point. Yes. You know, you're, you're peaking, you're past your prime, you can't acquire a new skill now. Yeah. You know, so the more skill you have going into that moment, into that phase of your life, the better off you are. I mean, I when I think about it, to be fair, it's like as a kid, uh, I lived in like the middle of nowhere, BC, Trail BC, if you ever heard of it. Um, and there wasn't a lot of like, go to do some internet related stuff because it was the middle of nowhere. <laughs> so like, like outside, we lived in like a valley, Rivervale, which is just outside in a big valley and there are rocks everywhere. And it went up like this big steep hill you can climb all these rocks. Some of them were like giant boulders. And I mean giant is in like as large as a house. Yeah. So like you, we were like climbing all over these rocks and running through these rocks. I mean like you could run on like loose shale rocks. Like yeah. you don't realize that like all of a sudden when you try to get tackled and you go to fall and you're like, well this ground's way sturdier than what shale was when your friend was chasing you. Yeah. Like. How, like, these little things, like, go out and do something. <laughs> yeah, like, if you learn to run in the sand, all yeah. of a sudden running is... It's no problem, <laughs> like, right? You get like, on the field and you're like, oh, this is how it's supposed to go. I mean, you never think about it, but, like, if that that simple thing helped me out a whole bunch now that I think about it right now. Like, it was when I wanted to run fast, running on loose rocks was way harder than running on... Did you ever see the speaking of running? Did you ever see the video of Dr. Nicholas Romanov running on ice? Yes, absolutely right. insane. Like literally an ice rink, dudes. Just people want to argue that like I'm like there's no forward propulsion in running. Yeah. I don't claim to be a running expert, but I I know a little bit about running because I had to learn it for my West Side cert. Yeah, you know there's no forward propulsion when you're running. It's just falling and overcoming gravity is all it is. Yes, you know, but people want to argue with me till they're blue in the face. I'm like, look, he ran on ice. You can't push back on ice. It's not. You can't propel forward on ice. hundred percent. You know, and without skate blades. Yeah. Know, like, it's, so he, you can literally see his feet. Like he's sprinting. And he's, he's not pushing out. He's no. sprinting. He's cycling through his and, running technique and sprinting properly. 
and then fucking stops moving his feet and slides to the boards. He's <laughs> yeah, all, like, he's all like, nice. Exactly like that. And it's literally insane to see because you're like, oh, he's going to die. And he just <laughs> never falls. Yeah. And it's funny because it made me think back to when I was a kid and we were, you're running as fast as you could. And it was when I started feeling like I was, I started feeling like I was floating. Like, I'm like, I feel like this isn't fast, even yeah. though I was running probably my fastest. But it's like, you're literally, it felt so effortless. I felt like there should be effort because I was watching other kids run. And they're like, trying so hard, you know, yeah. and I was just like, you know, and it, I, I get a good time. But I'm like, maybe I should be doing this. And I probably should have not looked at that and just stuck with what I was doing because I was a little bit faster than most. Yeah. But it was, it, when you get to that point where you get that kind of gate right and you get everything down and you, you have no full stride motion, and you're just cycling it's through. effortless yeah. and it, it's a crazy feeling yeah it's, <laughs> it's it, time almost slows down i'm yeah. sure you know it's the same as like when you hit that when you hit the groove on a heavy squat or a heavy bench and it just kind of it just moves yeah you know what i mean you're just like this is what it was meant you know when god said squat this is what she meant <laughs> you know what I mean? so I'm glad we finally got that off my chest. I'm sure I'll only get that 10 times a day now when I post a question sticker. <laughs> Just become a better athlete. Right. All right. Hip-hop, Kevin. Okay. What you got? Let's wrap this um, up. I'm going to go with, uh, I'm sliding into the R&B area this time. Oh, shit. Um, Redbone by Childish Gambino. Uh, that dude does R&B too. Yeah, this dude's done everything and anything you can think of. He's, He's such strange. a weird dude. <laughs> It's it's so good. It's like that kind of like it's that music that you get it on to type of thing. But it's unbelievable song. Uh, if you get a chance, check it out. Just a good song to like groove to and just chill. Like yeah. kind of like I've just been. I feel like especially with Black Friday, I work retail right now. It's it's hectic. It's hectic. It's hectic. So <laughs> it's been bringing me back down to earth. Redbone, Childish Gambino, talented, talented dude. Unbelievable. Ti put out a new album. Yeah. I think you t- Dime Trap. That's new, right? Yeah, I believe that's it fairly is. new. Yeah, that song with Yo Gotti, Wraith. Yeah, banger. Yeah, banger. Yeah, no clue what Ti is saying nope. in the entire song. <laughs> no. I think Ti cheats when he raps because I think everything rhymes when you don't finish your words. Yeah, like, like everything he says just trails <laughs> off to it. Uh, and it all rhymes because you just uh, you know what I mean, like. But I fuck with it. I <laughs> fuck right. with it. That's sort of the point of the album, I think, is sort of his his stake that he created uh, trap music. You know, like yeah. what, what the Migos do now and, yeah. and that genre. And I think he's got a point because he was, you know, he is basically the first, I don't want to say the first mumble rapper, but he sure does mumble the end of his sentence a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think, who was it was did the first mumble song? It was a super lyrical dude. Can't fuck. I can't remember who it was, but a really lyrical guy who just did it, just because it sounded dope. Yeah. In that part of the rhyme, and now he kind of feels bad for yeah. accidentally inventing mumble rap. Yeah. See, fuck. Yeah. I can't Take remember back who it was. Black. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But yeah, check out that dime trap. Got Dave Chappelle on there too, kind of like leading the. What like narrator? You know how like oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know Neil deGrasse Tyson did that for Logic. He played yeah. God. Yeah, yeah. He's oh, not like no, playing God or anything, but he's Chappelle's kind of like narrating the album song after song. I feel like I know what it is too. Like ah darn. Yeah, okay. but yeah, it's dope. Check it out if you get a second. As always, we appreciate you guys stopped in listening. Yeah. Hopefully, we won't miss another episode. 
that's my bad. But now that I'm all moved in and settled, we're we're good to keep going. Yeah, heck yeah. We appreciate y'all, man. Thank you. Take it easy. This is brought to you by Head to Head Productions. We want to thank you guys for listening. You're the only reason we exist. So keep on liking and sharing.